here at uh, AT&T Stadium speaking with uh, Cari Torres, huge Leon fan, huge Mexico fan. Cari, first of all, let me ask you, uh, have you have you recovered from the loss in the final that the Panzas Verdes had? I have been slowly recovering. Um, I think especially since I didn't have the opportunity to go to the game, I was very close. Tickets were really, really, really scarce to get, and um, it could have gone either way. If I would have been there, winning would have been glorious and if i would have been there in how the ending went lost i would have been outside the stadium crying so i'm recovering still i i think back and i'm like i can't believe we were so close yet so far from achieving la octava well i mean that's what makes the so frustrated because leon has a, a historic season that they play extremely well and unfortunately they still have to do it all over again and they ended up playing their their worst soccer at the worst time but they still made it to the final and came very close to winning so I think as a Leon fan I'll be very proud and I'm sure you are. I'm very proud I feel like we Leon like you said Leon has had a historic season 12 consecutive wins no other team has done it not the big four so uh, we have a goleador Angel Mena young Mexican striker JJ Macias great great um Mexican that had the opportunity that I didn't get with Chivas to get, get that he got with Leon and um, he definitely made a statement and a natural embrace that I honestly whenever we acquired him I, I kind of doubted him because knowing how he played more defensively I was like what is he going to offer to this team but I mean their result we are the best defense the best offense we had 41 points 41 goals um, it was just everybody was doubting Leon I mean and I totally get it you know being super leader it's like the curse of being a super leader and I think they were the underdogs the whole time. I think no one really expected them to go to the final. Um, and it, definitely it's a different tournament whenever it's uh, the season and whenever it's Ligia, definitely. I think we saw a bit of a change there. Um, but unfortunately, Leon had a couple of things that kind of interrupted, just like JJ Macias, him extending uh, to play the semifinal, but not the final. And I think for me, I, if I were him, I would be kicking my butt because instead of working instead of playing a final that he worked so hard for you know being the, the youngest Mexican striker on the scoreboard um, getting to the Liguilla you know quarterfinals semifinals and not playing a final to go to Sub 20 and seeing how that went I would be kicking myself in the butt um, obviously we had a, another down uh, Ivan Rodriguez which to me was the greatest under underrated player the whole season and an injury that he's been struggling with and now with La Selección kind of has you know, been awful. And Angel Mena, a lot of people were saying that in the final he kind of choked. <laughs> That's why regarding to the injury. But all in all, I have nothing to uh, be bad, to be ungrateful about Leon. They gave me a lot of great memories. Well, Angel Mena is here, but he's not. Uh, he's not on the. He's not. He's on the bench. He's yeah. not. He's not starting for for Ecuador today. Uh, so I have to ask you: were, were, were you born with the green belly, or did the green belly appear over time? <laughs> I was born with it. Um, I was born here in Dallas. Uh, my family is from León, Guanajuato. So ever since I was a baby, kid, it was always Panza Verde, Esmeralda. Um, walking into the stadium, I fell in love with Club León all over again. It's like every time I go, I fall in love with the club. It's just something that you feel when you're at the stadium. You feel the colors. You feel the atmosphere. It's, you know, whenever they were in Segunda for like 10 plus years, you saw the stadiums filled every single game. It didn't matter if it was the, you know, La Segunda División. The fans were loyal, and uh, that's why it meant so much how this season went so well. We were expecting La Octava, but Panza Verde, I run, my blood runs green. 
well, you may <laughs> want to go see a doctor about that. Um, no, that's uh, that, that's great. Now, one thing I will say about Leon, and I think is is uh, what I would consider, you know, outside of Figueres, probably has the best atmosphere. Mm-hmm. In the make it's maybe Atlas too when they yeah. well occasionally when they when they get it going, which is frankly very rare. Yeah. But the you know, the atmosphere in Jalisco when Atlas is playing well is is usually very good as well. So. Uh, I've always thought that Mexico would be a great uh, Leon would be a great place for Mexico to play, even qualifiers. Yeah. Uh, just because of the fact that the that the crowd is so good there, there in Leon. Uh, let's uh, uh, since we don't have uh, much much time here, because like, they're going to they're going to get mad at us if we're doing this. But uh, let's uh, fast forward real quick to to this this Gold Cup and then this process, not just for the 2022 but 2026. Uh, what are your expectations for Mexico, not just for this tournament but moving forward? Uh, just consistency. I think Tata has definitely established some consistency. Um, he's been doing great so far. Um, I'm kind of just thinking about what's going to happen when Mexico loses here and there and how the fan base will react. Is it going to be the same kind of angered or questioning like we've done every coach because like the quotas out there, el peor enemigo del mexicano es otro mexicano. So we have high expectations. But so far, I think Tata has definitely managed well and I hope that we regain consistency and hope that um, every player gets the opportunity uh, that they deserve in order to build a, a, a great squad for 2026. Well, Cari thank you very much for joining us here on the Catina Max podcast. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you very much. Same here. Thanks so much for having me.